they still hate this. That's right. It's Joe Green. It's time to get back on the box. Start the music. What's up, people? It's Joe Green. You listen to another episode of On My Box, the podcast when I get on my soapbox and I talk about things that are near and dear to my heart. So this episode here, we're going to talk about Iron Man 3 versus Thor The Dark World. On Twitter, some Marvel fans went to war trying to argue which movie was worse, Iron Man 3 or Thor The Dark World. So I say, well, what the heck, I might as well get on my soapbox and talk about my opinions about those two movies. All right, before I get started with that rant... As usual, I want to give props to Austin Green, agreen.designs. Check his stuff out. He's home. Contact him if you need some logos, need some work done. My man Bobby Warden, two veterans online, keeping America safe from the coronavirus. There, come home safe, my bro. Coffee Talk with CJ, past episodes on Apple, man. I love his podcast. And, of course, Dave Whalen, Correct Handed Productions. Check his stuff out on Facebook. I post his stuff up all the time. On my Facebook page, JW Green, check out Dave's stuff, get some comics, support indie comics. All right, so like I said, the meat and potatoes of this is Iron Man 3 vs. Thor The Dark World. Uh, both these movies are considered to be two of the worst Marvel movies of with the, the plethora of Marvel movies that we have. You know, Marvel's the juggernaut. They put out good movies time after time after time. So instead of talking about what's the best Marvel movie, because, let's face it, hands down, it's Endgame. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, go back and listen to episode one. I say, like, the topic uh, is Iron Man 3 versus Thor the Dark World. We're going to talk about the worst movies here. The first episode of Hero Talk with myself and Mr. Hero Talk, Steve Thomas, we actually talked about the Marvel movies, and I ranked the bottom three. I ranked Thor the Dark World as the worst Marvel movie, and then Iron Man 3 right above that. And my third worst movie was Age of Ultron. And we're not going to talk about that because this is Iron Man 3 versus Thor The Dark World. So that was about two years ago. Through time, as I've watched more movies and gone back and watched them all, I can honestly say that I have not watched Iron Man 3 like ever again. And I have watched Thor 2 The Dark World. Here and there comes on TV. Um, I'm, I'm going to change my statement in saying that I think Iron Man 3 is the worst of the two and I'll give you my reasons here in a second. As you know, one of my hashtags is stick to the source material. And of all of the Marvel movies, I can honestly say that Iron Man 3 is the one movie that doesn't really stick to the source material. It's I call it like a bad Fox movie. It's at least with Thor the Dark World, it's still uh, stuck to, you know, the characters in, in the Thor comic books, but in Iron Man 3, man, we deviated far far off that path. Iron Man 3 was released May 3rd, 2013. It was the follow-up to Avengers. Of course, that movie made a billion dollars because Avengers made a billion dollars. And Iron Man was the hot property at the time. And now my cousin Bill will tell you that he'll debate that Iron Man 2 is worse than I think Iron Man 3. He thinks Iron Man 2 is the worst Marvel movie. Um, Right there, it's in my bottom five. But uh, I'm going to go with Iron Man 3. The disappointment is basically it comes off like a bad Fox movie, man. You know, like they take the characters from the comic books and they put them in it and they just fucking shit on it, you know. Let's start with Iron Man 3. Uh, it was directed by Shane Black. Remember the first two were directed by John Favreau. The first Iron Man is a, is an instant classic, man. It, it's a great movie. And it, it's because it's stuck to the, to the core elements of Iron Man. 
Now, the third movie was directed by Shane Black. John Favreau's still in it because you know, he's uh, Happy Hogan, but he didn't direct it. And you can tell that there's a difference in direction in Iron Man 3 compared to the first two Iron Men. So when Iron Man 3 came out, I had read that it was going to be based on the Extremis story, which was written by Warren Ellis in uh, January 2005, ran to 2006. Now, I had watched Netflix. They had like a, a comic book series, and it was based on the Extremis story. So I watched that, and Extremis stories is really, really, really good. Uh, I can't remember the super details of it, but the, the bottom line was that Aldrich character that uh, Pierce played in Iron Man 3, like he's in that story. And he creates this, like, techno-organic virus that completely rewrites your body's genetic code, okay? The scene I really remember is this dude, one of these extremist dudes, just beating the shit out of Iron Man. And Iron Man realizes that his weakness is his ability to process the, the suit, you know? Like, he's a human, you know? So his brain can't tell him to, like, fire fast enough. So what he does is he takes the extremist formula and it binds the suit to him so that he's basically one with the suit. That's the main thing I remember from that comic book story. Now, in the movie, I was highly disappointed because I thought that, you know, Tony Stark would take the extremist to fight uh, Aldrich Killigan, and he didn't. And Pepper took it, and then they got it out of her. But So that, like, right there, is like, okay, so you used the basis of the story, but you didn't use anything in the story at all, you know? Like, I've seen this in many X-Men movies, you know? <laughs> like, so, And that's, why, that's how I got the feel of Iron Man 3. One of the greatest crimes in that movie is the bad guy, the Mandarin. Mandarin is one of the like, best Marvel villains there ever was. He's Iron Man's go-to villain. So if you have the Joker to Batman, Lex Luthor to Superman, you have the Mandarin to Iron Man, right? Like I said, I didn't read Iron Man. Iron Man was a B-tier character when I was reading him in the 80s as an Avengers. I mean, like I said, Tony Stark wasn't even part of the team. He was an alcoholic got kicked off. Rhodey was um, was Iron Man at the time. But again, the Mandarin was his, his dude, right? Like, the Mandarin turned Psylocke into the, the Asian ninja assassin that she is now. That was in the Axe of Vengeance crossover back in 1991. I believe it was 91. He's 91, 92. But, like, he's an important character in the Marvel Universe. And this movie just totally just fucking shits on a character, man. Again, just like a Fox X-Men movie, man. Like, how many times do you have, like, characters that appear in a Fox X movie? Like, prime example, the fucking Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. The Juggernaut is one of the greatest villains there is. Nothing can stop the Juggernaut, man. I've watched Juggernaut fight the Hulk. Juggernaut fight Thor. And he was regulated in X3 to be a, a, a low-tier henchman. Okay, and that's what they did to the Mandarin in his movie. Because one, he was played by um, he was played by Ben Kingsley, the great actor. You know, and again, we can talk about whitewashing because that's an Asian character played by you know a white male. But that wasn't even the real crime. The real crime was the that the fact that the guy wasn't even the Mandarin. He was a fake. He was a fake actor playing a part of the Mandarin for for Aldrich Killigan's character. And like that's like what the fuck? Like why would you even do that to the Mandarin? Why would you even slap on the Mandarin's face like that? In Iron Man one. We had the terrorist organization that captured it, and they were the Ten Rings. And I was like a direct reference to the Mandarin, because if you don't know anything about the Mandarin, I said his first appearance was in Tales of Suspense 50. That was in 1964. He's known for having those Ten Power Rings, all right? And so the Ten Rings, you see the Ten Rings, Iron Man, the first movie, like, oh, okay, maybe they work for the Mandarin. So when you hear that the Mandarin's going to be in Iron Man 3, you're like, okay, man, is that a direct reference to the terrorist organization? No, it was fucking bullshit. You know, it's like almost like they just totally forgot about the Ten Rings things. The total disrespect to the to the Mandarin character in Iron Man 3 really, really puts it at the bottom of the barrel. Again, like, 
I'm comparing this to, to X-Men movies, to bad, amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 type movies type crap, you know? Like, it, it's the perfect example of the studio not giving a fuck about the characters, which is what Marvel doesn't do, which is why I'm going to say this is the worst Marvel movie, because normally that's what Marvel does. Marvel takes care of its characters. That's why it's the, the superior brand. That's why their movies are great. Just doing that to the Mandarin alone is one of the prime reasons why this movie should be considered the worst Marvel movie of all time. Another Marvel Comics entity that appears in this movie is AIM, the Advanced Idea Mechanics. Now, this is like a, a network of terrorist arms dealers and scientists, and I always thought they, they would fight against S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. That's why I saw on that. Well, they put that in this movie, and again, is represented incorrectly. Like I said, that was Killigan's company that he did when really, like I said, AIM is like the counter to S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, if you watch old Get Smart back in the days, you know, you had Control and Chaos. AIM was the counter to, to S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, and at one point it was led by Baron Strucker, uh, Modoc, that weird face little midget dude. He's going to make an appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe soon. I mean, he was the leader of that. So them putting AIM in there, again, it's another another thing that, like, X-Men movies are, are great at doing. Just throwing garbage to you to feed you. Like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. It's from the comic books, but it really isn't. And, and, and like, when they did that, I was like, okay. But really the slap in the face that I personally did not like, and more than the Mandarin, because, like, I wasn't an Iron Man fan, but I am a Spider-Man fan. And one of Spider-Man's greatest villains became the Iron Patriot, Norman Osborn. It was during Marvel Comics' Dark Reign. Great, great fucking story. The, the bad guys become the good guys. The good guys become the bad guys. If you don't know your Marvel Comics history, so after Civil War, Tony Stark took over uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the Skrulls invaded and had this secret invasion. And Osborn kind of saved the day and made himself look like the hero. So the president did felt that Tony wasn't good enough to lead. And he put Osborn in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and like... And Osborne just flipped everything upside down, made the bad guys work for him because the good guys wouldn't work for him because they know that he's Norman Osborne, the Green Goblin. So, like, the Avengers quit, and then it was during the superhero registration. Stark had to lobotomize himself so that Osborne couldn't figure out who the registered superheroes were. So, like, the Avengers went underground, and then Osborne needing to show the president, you know, that he was the leader of the, the superhero world, he created the Dark Avengers. And if you haven't read Dark Avengers, man, it's a great, great, great story. Bullseye becomes Hawkeye. Venom becomes Spider-Man. Wolverine's son, Deccan, he becomes Wolverine. And Osborn becomes the Iron Patriot. Because like, he gets into Tony Stark's vault of suits. But like I said, Spark, Stark lobotomized himself. So he couldn't really get the technology. But he takes one of Stark's suits and paints it you know, red, white, and blue like Captain America. Because remember, Captain America is dead. This is after the Civil War. Uh, Bucky's the Captain America, but again, he goes underground and he becomes the Iron Patriot, you know, a symbol of hope and truth and justice to lead the American people with his Dark Avengers. When I'm watching this movie and, and I see the Iron Patriot and it's Rhodey and Iron Patriot, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, this is Norman Osborn, you know, like, are we trying to link to Norman Osborn or we're we just saying, fuck this shit. We're just going to use the Iron Patriot because it's a suit and it's Marvel's way of, of slapping Sony in face. Like, look at this. We took this shit from you. You know, I don't know. But what I do know is that Rhodey being the Iron Patriot in Iron Man 3 left a foul taste in my mouth because all I thought was was Norman Osborn in the Dark Avengers. Again, taking a character and not using the source material and just using it improperly on, on screen. 
So that, that really, really, really irked the shit out of me. Now, when it comes to Thor, the Dark World, I, like I said, I was disappointed. And really, it's a boring movie. It's not really exciting. Uh, the first Thor movie was okay. I, I liked it. I liked the visuals. I liked the Destroyer. I said, I've read Thor comic books, so I'm familiar with all the Thor characters. When Thor Dark World came out, November 8, 2013, it was the actual, the next MCU movie right after Iron Man 3. I read that the bad guy was going to be the Dark Elf Malekith, and he first appeared in Thor 344 in June 1984. That was during Thor's probably greatest run uh, during the Walt Simonson era. I have all five volumes of Walt Simonson's Thor. It started with Thor 337, and that's the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill. Uh, and he ran that all the way to, like, I think, like, 384, something like that. But either way, like, it was during the, the mid-80s, the 1984, 85, 86. Those were the best story, stories in the world because Simonson used the, the, the Norse mythology and incorporated that into Thor stories. So, like I say, he had Malekith. Uh, another guy that was in the Thor movie, Curse, he was uh, originally Algrim the Strong, and then he was reborn by the... Um, the Beyonder and Secret Wars 2. I guess I had all these Thor comic books, so I knew who these characters were. And what I do say about the Dark World compared to Iron Man 3 is that the characters are not perverted incorrectly in the Dark World, okay? Because really, the only characters that they add is uh, Malekith and, and his henchman, Curse, you know? I mean, Curse wasn't really a henchman, but whatever. But Malekith is pretty, he's a pretty badass dude. Like I said, his character is pretty boring in the Dark World, and that's why I think the movie is bad, because the bad guy is pretty boring. The one point where he gets his face burned and he's like half white, half black, that's what he closely looks like in the comic books. All in all, like the whole thing with the ether and, and the, the, the convergence and all that stuff, it was just a boring movie. The action really wasn't good. Uh, we, we didn't have the Thor from Ragnarok yet, you know. Uh, my cousin Bill always told me that Patty Jenkins was supposed to be one of the directors in this movie and she backed out. I mean, it could have been a much different movie if Patty Jenkins would have directed it. Maybe it would have been better. But in my comparisons between the two, it's definitely better than Iron Man 3 strictly because it sticks more to the source material. And that's really all I asked for. Another thing with Thor The Dark World, one thing like my cousin Bill would always tell me that, that Marvel movies don't take risks. Okay, You know, there's, there's no impact to the characters. In Dark World, we had a major death. Thor's mom died. Uh, the friggin' death scene was, you know, it wasn't impactful, but her funeral, that showed, like, a lot of emotion. And what I really liked about that is, like, when you go to Loki in the cage and you find out that friggin' died, you know, like, his love for her was, was genuine. And that enhanced the character's relationship, you know, Thor and Loki, you know, the brothers and, and the connection between their mother, friggin', you know, friggin' loved Loki unconditional, even though that was her adopted son. To say that this is one of the worst movies when it actually did something that Marvel movies didn't do at all until Endgame, it's almost kind of sad because I said it was a major character, you know? Like, Frigga is a major, major character in Thor comic book, and her death was important to that story. So this is kind of like a spur-of-the-moment episode. Like I said, we're in quarantine times, and <laughs> I got a lot of time on my hand. You can follow me on Instagram, and you can see me trying to play the piano and stuff. But I did put this out on the Hero Talk community page. Follow us uh, on Facebook, the Hero Talk page. And please join the Hero Talk community Facebook group page. There's a lot of good conversations in there. So I put this out to the Hero Talk community. And I asked which one was worse, Iron Man 3 or Thor 2. So some responses I got back. I got back from uh, Dave Thor Brockman. 
He says, Iron Man 3 is the worst of the two. Although both blatantly disregarded source material, Iron Man 3 was the most absurd. So many issues with Pepper, AIM, Mandarin, Iron Patriot. God, the list is horrendous. He is actually correct. Another response is from Ted Wolfman Pasuniak. I voted Iron Man 3 as the worst MCU movie. The Mandarin fake out cemented the movie as the worst one. They said, and, and then the last uh, comment comes from Nick, one of my besties in fantasy football, Haywood. <laughs> Haven't watched both recently. It has to be Iron Man 3. Just uh, three responses there on the Hero Talk community page. But as you see, the consensus seems to be that Iron Man 3 looks because of just the source material. Shane Black just did what most directors do when it comes to comic book movies. He really didn't care about the source material. Then that's the product he put out. So like I said, my vote, Iron Man 3. The Hero Talk community uh, says Iron Man 3. Maybe I'll put up a poll. You guys go uh, vote. We can talk about this in another day. All right, so I'm just going to wrap this up. A nice little short episode here. I don't recommend going back to watch Iron Man 3 or Thor The Dark World. Uh, they both were not good. I can honestly tell you that in 2013, I was uh, deployed. And those are two of the three Marvel movies I have never watched in a movie theater. Okay, I've seen every MCU movie in the movie theater except for The Incredible Hulk, which at the time I didn't know was an MCU movie. You know, And I still had the foul taste of Ang Lee's Hulk in my mouth. Go back to listen to five worst comic book movies in one of the earlier episodes in season one. <laughs> so I, I didn't watch Incredible Hulk. And then later on, I was like, wow, this is not a bad movie. I, I wish I would have watched it in the movie theater. But I didn't watch Iron Man 3 in the movie theater because I was deployed. And I didn't watch Thor Dark World in the movie theater because I just came home. And I was like, eh, you know, I could rush to see it. But I, I just had this bad feeling about it. And luckily, I didn't. Because if I would have watched either two of these movies in the movie theater, I probably would have been pissed. <laughs> I probably would have been pissed, and it probably would have made that list of five worst comic book movies all time on my list because it just would have been a bad experience. Now, what saved the MCU, I'm going to say, from these two movies because we have Avengers, which was like the big, you know, bang, bang movie. And then they said the follow-up was Iron Man 3, which made a lot of money, but it really wasn't good. Then after that was Thor, and like, okay, it's kind of boring. Like, yo, is, is Marvel starting to slip? Well, then after that, the next movie released was Winter Soldier. And that was the next movie I saw in the movie theater. <laughs> so I went from Avengers, didn't see those two, to Winter Soldier. And that's why I have a biased opinion about Marvel. Because every movie I've seen in the movie theater was good. Winter Soldier, I could talk about that for a whole hour another day. But I'm going to say that Winter Soldier is the movie that put Marvel back on top from Avengers. From then on, it just was game on all the way to, to Endgame. Ironic how the two worst Marvel movies I didn't see in the movie theater because of <laughs> my commitments. All right, so that's all I got. I'm going to wrap this up. I thank you guys for listening. Please like, follow, share. Please leave a review. If you like it, leave a review. If you don't like it, just leave a review, please. <laughs> and please share, pass this along. Uh, got some more episodes coming. So if you're sitting at home trying to self-quarantine, stay safe through this pandemic. Don't worry, on your box will be here. Got some more Hero Talk coming. Got some new episodes. We do got a fantasy football show with myself, Brandon Hanna there. Dynasty Builders, that's that's on its way. So we, we got some podcasts out there coming for you guys on, on the, the vast Hero Talk network, which is growing. So again, I thank you guys for listening. I'm Joe Green, and I'm out. Before you go and get to your next podcast, let me ask you, did you ever think about doing your own podcast? If so, and you don't know where to start off with, let me tell you. I use Buzzsprout. It's very user-friendly. It's easy to get your audio downloaded. And the Buzzsprout team is passionate about helping you succeed. 
With Buzzsprout, you'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, and tools to promote your episodes. Buzzsprout will get your show listed in every major podcast platform so that you can get your message out to the world. So if you want to start a new podcast, just follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. They'll give you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. So if I can do a podcast, you can do it too. And just remember, podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And Buzzsprout is the right partner to have to start your new podcast. So again, thanks for listening. I'm Joe Green, and I'll catch you next episode.